Welcome to the Small Business Tax Savings Podcast, your weekly dose of accounting and tax tips specific to small business owners. You will be on your way to growing your business and paying the least amount in taxes as legally possible. Here's your host, Mike Jezoshek, CPA. Hello, and welcome back to another episode. Today's topic is how do I avoid an IRS audit as a business owner? And, you know, whenever we start this discussion of tax savings or tax saving strategies comes up, one of the first things that come to mind is this IRS audit. And that's where so many people get scared. Business owners are afraid of an IRS audit and they let that idea of an IRS audit impact many areas of their life and ultimately usually end up having that fear cause them to pay more in taxes than necessary. And what the IRS essentially says is that the burden of proof is on the taxpayer. So this means that you as the taxpayer are responsible to being able to substantiate your expenses. So you, in order to deduct expenses in your business, you have to be able to substantiate the burden of proof. The purpose of whoever has to show proof is on you as the taxpayer. So this includes things like receipts, logs, documents, things like that. So what we're going to be talking about in today's episode is we're going to be talking about how to protect yourself, feel confident in your decisions, reduce stress, and then avoid or win an IRS audit. Because ultimately, what my goal for you is to say, hey, we know that we have, we don't have to worry about an IRS audit because if one comes, we have all the support, we have all the documentation, we have everything that we need to back it up. And so we can confidently sleep good at night knowing that we're taking care of ourselves. So let's dive into it. You know, what are some of the best practices for bulletproofing yourself from an IRS audit? And we have kind of four main things that we talk about in this. And then these are, again, just best practices for your business. The first one is no commingling. No personal expenses on the business bank or credit card account. It's that simple. Now, there's going to be situations where you accidentally put a personal expense in the business account. Just record it as an owner's draw or reimburse the business for it. This is very strict. We want to say no commingling. Do not pay for personal items using your business bank account or credit card. Again, if it's a one-off situation, mark it as an owner's draw or reimburse for it and take care of it after there. This kind of goes in the same line as having a separate bank account and credit card. You know, if if you're having a credit card. Having a separate bank account and credit card specific for your business is important. And this is important even if you're a sole proprietorship. You know, whether you have a business, it's important to have that separation. The reason this is, is that because having that separation helps prove to the IRS that you're not just throwing things and picking and choosing what's business or not. You have clear separation within your bank accounts to help back that up. That's going to be something that helps defend you in an IRS audit. So number one, no commingling of personal paying personal expenses on the business. Have a separate bank account and credit card if you need a credit card that's specific to your business. This is whether you're an LLC, an S-Corp, even a sole proprietorship, have that separate bank account that all that business activity is running through. The third item is what we call ditch the cash. You know, cash is hard to track, hard to prove. So we say try to avoid it as much as possible because it is hard to help support that. Again, the burden of proof is on you. The proof of an expense is on you. And if you just have cash, sometimes it's hard to prove that. So if cash is your only payment option, just be sure to get a receipt from it. Oftentimes I say, let's say you're buying a piece of equipment and they need cash. Take a check to the bank, write it out to cash in the memo, put exactly what you're buying, take a picture of it, take a picture of the ad of what you're buying, give it a receipt from them if you can, but try to avoid cash. If you do get cash, 
just try to put as much documentation on, on hand to help defend that. And finally, number four is take bookkeeping seriously. You know, proper bookkeeping is vital for your business to succeed. It's vital to have accurate tax filings. And it oftentimes removes the stress associated with your small business because you have that bookkeeping. That's going to help defend you. You know, like, hey, I'm not missing any expenses. I have documentation of it. I know the date of it. I have a full P&L. I have a full balance sheet. So bookkeeping is vital in so many different areas. Avoiding that IRS audit and defending yourself in an IRS audit is just another way to do it. Again, we see too many people doing rush bookkeeping at the end of the year. They're, that means they're doing things incorrectly. They're missing out on tax deductions and it can really go to hurt them. So what are the best practices? No commingling. Have a separate bank account or credit card for your business. Ditch the cash whenever possible and take bookkeeping seriously. So let's go into the next step. What documentation do you need for business expenses? And in order to prove an expense, you're going to need a receipt or an invoice that has the dollar amount. And you're going to need proof of payment. And proof of payment is going to be like a bank or credit card statement. So it's going to go through those two. The first one, receipt or invoice. A receipt or an invoice is going to show you exactly what you purchased. It always, you know, we always kind of recommend having an itemized receipt that breaks everything down that was purchased so you can have as much detail as possible. You're also going to need documentation that proves the business purpose of that activity. So what we typically say is, is kind of write directly on the receipt. The, the things that we say is write the who, what, where, when, and why. So you go to dinner with a potential client, you go to dinner with a teammate, just write directly on the receipt who. List out who was involved in that expense. List out what, what was purchased, where, where did that purchase occur, when, date, time, duration of that purchase, how long were you there for, and then a why. And this is really going to be that big thing that helps support that business purpose. You know, I guess right on the receipt, a brief outline of why is this a business expense? Let's go through an example. Let's say you go to get lunch at Moe's Steakhouse with a potential client. Potential client's name is Bob. The receipt that you get from the restaurant is going to have the most of those things, the who, what, where, when, why. That actual receipt, that itemized receipt is going to have a lot of those things. It's going to have the restaurant name. That's going to be where it was ordered. It's going to have what was ordered you know, on that itemized receipt. It will likely have a timestamp on it. So that's going to figure out the when. And then you're going to just write directly on the receipt what happened. So you can write on a receipt. Met with Bob to discuss bringing in business over to us. Easy as that. That answers the who. Who did you meet with Bob? Why did you meet with him? To discuss bringing his business over to us. So the receipt already had what was ordered on it, where it was ordered, the restaurant name, when it was, the timestamp of it. And then you wrote on the receipt, the who met with Bob and the why to bring over his business with us. So again, we always say whenever we're making a business purchase, we want to know who was involved, what was purchased, where was it purchased, what was the date time that it was purchased, and why is it a business expense? That's what we need. Now, proof of payment simply provides proof that you actually paid for the item, that there was actually a payment made for that item. And this is usually pretty easy because if it comes right out of your business bank account or your credit card, you can find those uh, directly on, on the statement. Essentially, what proof of payment is, it, it just stops someone from grabbing a bunch of receipts that are laying on the ground and saying, oh yeah, this is a deduction, here's a deduction, but they never actually paid it. That proof of payment is going to be your bank statement, your credit card, something like that. Now, we recommend keeping all of this documentation in a digital file. You can sort it by year and month or by year and vendor name, whatever is easiest for you. We always just say, take a picture of it, keep it in a digital file 
find a solution that works for you. You know, as soon as you make that purchase, as soon as you get that receipt, write on the receipt, snap a picture of it, upload it. It's that easy. Again, the main things that we want to know is who, what, where, when, and why. And most receipts are going to have at least two to three of those automatically on there. Now, what documentation do you need for automobile expense? So that those that business receipts, that's just for any kind of business expense. Automobile is a little bit different, a little bit more detailed. So what documentation do you need for automobile expense? Now, first things first, a mileage log is required. Even if it's a 100% business use vehicle, a mileage log is required. Now, the mileage log is not something you submit to the IRS, but if the IRS comes knocking, ask for some backup proof. That's what they're going to be requesting. Now, there's different types of mileage logs that are acceptable. You have a mileage log for every day of the year. And so in this example, you just simply record every single mile you took in that vehicle. You'd have a list of which of those miles are business related versus personal. And at the end of the year, you have just a total business versus personal mileage wrong with support to back up why is it a business expense. The second mileage option is a three-month sample. And so if your business is kind of relatively consistent throughout the year, you know, relatively similar mileage throughout the year, you can do a three-month sample. And this is where you do a full mileage log for three months or 90 days. And then you apply that percentage of business versus personal to the entire year. So this is my recommended option. I think it's the easiest. You don't have to be recording so much. You can just take, hey, take three months, 90 days at 90 days of data. That's going to be your percentage that you use. That's business versus personal. How many miles are you running on the business versus how many miles personal? And that's going to be your business use percentage. And then there's also a, a one week, a month sample. And this is similar to that three month sample, but you're doing it one week every month instead of, you know, three months all at one time. So, of course, simply having a mileage log is the first step. Then you need documentation to support the actual business purpose of the business miles. So you can't just drive everywhere and say, hey, that's a business trip. That's business miles. We need something to help back that up. So an easy way to do that is to have a mileage right next to your appointment book. So if you're going to meetings, have that mileage on there. That's going to help support the mileage you had. So when you're taking that business mileage, just write where you're going, why you're doing it, things like that. Quick example, let's say you have a client meeting at Starbucks. You'll have a mileage log to track that trip from the office to Starbucks. But you're also going to have a receipt from Starbucks with all that documentation that we talked about on it that's going to help back up the business purpose. So the mileage log is going to show trip from office to Starbucks to meet with a client that's deductible mileage. Then you're going to have that receipt that, again, who, what, where, when, why, that's going to support that business purpose. So if the IRS says, hey, how can this be a business expense? You're going to say, well, here's my Starbucks receipt that I met with Bob to discuss bringing his business over to us. So that's kind of how mileage works. Finally, kind of what other documentation should you file to help bulletproof yourself from an IRS audit? And there's, you know, we always say grab as much information as possible, put it on file. If you need it someday, you have it. If you don't, great. You can sleep good at night. No, you've done what you can to help support everything. A couple different things. So employees, if you're hiring someone in your business, maybe it could be your child, maybe a spouse, or maybe an outside employee, you need to have proof that that is a viable business expense. You might have timesheets that have date description hours on it. Might have employee agreement, job descriptions, reasonable wage support. You know, what is backing up that wage amount? Proof of payment, again, comes from a, a bank statement. Uh, any tax payments and form filings, all of that, you're just going to want to gather and just put on file that you have with you. Travel, 
whenever you're traveling for business, you should have a day-to-day log that tracks the business purpose and activity for the entire trip to produce, to prove the deductibility of it. So if you have personal days in there as well, make sure that's tracked properly as well. You know, so some of the things when we talk about traveling, we talk about, you know, where are you traveling to and why? Who are you meeting with and where are you meeting them? How much time did you spend on business for each day? And we kind of talked about this whole idea of travel in, in expenses that way in a previous podcast episode. So definitely check that out. But again, as much documentation, the more documentation we could provide, it's going to help us sleep good at night knowing, hey, it doesn't matter if the IRS comes knocking because we have the support to back it up. Asset purchases. Anytime you purchase an asset or something, you're going to be depreciating. Make sure you're grabbing as much documents there as well. You know, the bill of sale, maybe a loan agreement if you have a loan on it, a picture of the asset. What did you purchase? The proof of it. And again, any receipt, invoice, or kind of proof of payment to back that up. And finally, agreements. You know, any agreements related to your business, just keep on file because they are going to prove as, as proof to defending expenses. They serve as your proof oftentimes. So let's say you have contracts, rental agreements. That's going to prove you're paying rent. You have a rental agreement that shows what that amount is. That's your support for it. Uh, lease agreements, consulting agreements, contractor agreements, joint venture agreements, any agreements you have, just kind of keep on file so that you have those to back up. Just kind of in summary on, the, on this whole topic, we strongly encourage business owners to fully take advantage of what is available to them. This is what we preach each and every day here on the podcast. So I want to make that clear. As a business owner, you have a very big advantage. And in this podcast episode is not to scare you, but rather encourage you to collect and record proper documentation. This is going to help you sleep easy at night, knowing that, hey, if the IRS comes knocking again, you have nothing to worry about because you have all the documentation to back it up. Be aggressive. We always say be aggressive, but don't get greedy. Always do what we call the sniff test. Is this ordinary and necessary for my business? If I was sitting in front of an IRS agent, would I be able to explain that to them? And do I have the documentation to back it up? If so, let's deduct it. Take advantage of the laws that are advantageous to the small business owner. So again, I want to make that very clear. Just a quick summary. We talked about what are the best practices for bulletproofing yourself from an IRS audit. No commingling. Have a separate bank account and credit card for your business. Ditch the cash whenever possible and take bookkeeping seriously. Do it on a regular basis. We have tons of podcasts and trainings on this, so definitely check that out. What documentation do you need for expenses? A receipt or an invoice. So write directly on the receipt. Who? Who was involved in that expense? What was purchased? Just an itemized listing of what was purchased. Where it occurred. You know, was it Home Depot? Was it a restaurant? Where Where was the location? What was the date and time of the purchase? And then a why. A brief outline of the business purpose. The why can be as simple as, I met with Bob to discuss bringing his business over to us. That's the business purpose. And then you also need proof of payment. This is typically come from bank statement, credit card statement as well. What documentation do you need for automobile expenses? We need to have a mileage log. Now, there's talked about a couple different ways on how to get that mileage log, but we need to have a mileage log to prove that the miles are 100% business. Or if there's a mix, we need to know that mix and, and, and what number we're using for that. And then we talked about different documentations you should have for employees, travel-related expenses, asset purchases, and just keeping kind of all your agreements on file. Again, the purpose of this episode here was to provide you with the tools to ensure that you are protecting yourself. You can fully say that, yes, I am doing everything I can to protect myself from an IRS audit, 
I have all the documentation in place to defend myself if the IRS come knocking. This by no means is an idea to scare you or to avoid you from taking advantage of what's available. Remember, as business owners, we have great advantage of the IRS gives us. We have the ability to deduct items that are rightfully our a business expense. Those items that are ordinary and necessary to our business. So do not be afraid to take advantage of it. Just take what you've learned here today in this episode and just make sure you have the documentation on file to help back it up. It's that easy. So I want to thank you for listening to another episode and I will see you next week when we continue this journey. This has been another episode of the Small Business Tax Savings Podcast. If you enjoy our weekly episodes, please leave a review and share with other business owners. You can find previous episodes and more information at www.taxsavingspodcast.com. Thanks for listening and have a great day.